Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. On Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019, episode 15.05, the NFL Week 1 Show. That's right, people. It's about that time. What time? Football, Football time. time. That's right, Steve. Two days until we jump right into the 2019 NFL season with the Packers and Bears on Thursday Night Football. But before we get to our week one picks, we'll discuss the Rams showing Jared Goff the money. Show me the money, baby. And setting a record for a single player's Gura. Steve, I don't know if you know what Gura is yet, but we'll get to that in the show. The Texans made some questionable moves over the weekend. I don't know questionable may not be the word for it. It was really bad. Zeke is back in Dallas. Could that mean a deal is close? We'll finish up with all our week one picks and my very own NFL lock of the week for those of you in a situation where you can find yourself betting on the National Football League. But right now, let's chomp it in. Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Raves. All right, Steve, real quickly because we've got 16 games to preview and give our picks. But the Rams and quarterback Jared Goff have agreed to terms on a four-year deal that is worth $134 million with a guaranteed, that's the girl, guaranteed $110 million. An NFL record. I d- they know something we don't. What do they know? Because I, well, tell if I, me if I you... knew it, I would know it. <laughs> I mean, look, I like Jared Goff. I think the dude is class. I like what he's done, but he scored three points in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I... is that worth a hundred and ten million dollars now? Is that what it's worth? All you got to do is get your team to the Super Bowl. And you get $110 million. And I don't know that that he's the the star Reason of that team. Why right. they're, they're not winning because of him. They're re- winning because of, of the, the plays put in, right? Right. I, I mean, I don't see him as, as an adaptive player. He's not checking down on multiple plays. I mean, he, his guy is there to make a pass or he's not. He yeah. hands it off or he doesn't. Maybe a little scramble here and there. But th- it's not a complex offense that he's asked to – manage he's told this guy at yeah. 2.8 seconds after the snap will Let be open hit him because here's my thing with this contract it's better than it's better and bigger than carson wentz carson wentz had said the record for the gura at like about 107.8 million which was a lot at the time we're like whoa what are the eagles doing for a guy that hasn't stayed healthy yeah for, for a guy that has ever. injuries yeah but here's now surpassed 110 million. You know what Patrick Mahomes is thinking? I mean, he's coming out in the football field this year. He said, if I do the same thing I did last year and throw 45 to 50 touchdown passes, cha-ching! I'm talking 112, 113, $114 million guaranteed. That's what he's got to be thinking. Because wouldn't you do that? I mean, he was, he was just – a few points away from making it to the Super Bowl. So if he does it here this year, second full year as a starter, and he has similar numbers, and he gets the Chiefs, look, I'm predicting the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, you got to give him that kind of money, right? You do. And and for the Chiefs, Mahomes is more of the reason why they're successful than Goff is for the Rams. Absolutely. I, I agree 100% with that, with that statement. And again, that's not a knock necessarily that Goff is a not, bad quarterback that he shouldn't have an extension. All. It's just simply there are other quarterbacks that are more of a of a MVP for their team than Goff is. I think uh, Goff is one of those. I think you might plug somebody. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not going to be some of these journeyman quarterbacks, but if you if you plug in what a car, somebody they, like that do, in there probably yeah. would do as well. Someone who basically can listen to what McVeigh is telling them and execute what McVay wants. That's it. That's all he's got to do. Yep. Um, uh, th- just look, I'm sitting here today. I'm hearing, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's on a plane. He's coming to Dallas. I'm like, oh, things are good. Everybody say things are very close. The contract's going to get done. And that's what I'm waiting to hear. And the next thing I'm like, 
my phone starts blowing up. What the Sam Hill's going on out there, right? The Vince Lombardi thing. What's going on out there? A hundred and ten million dollars, girl. That's big time. I mean, good That's, for him. Great for him. That's and, and again, the, like, the Rams, the Rams listen, must man. know something that we don't. I so. want some money. I want like a dinner or, or something like steak. Can I have a steak dinner or something? All right, next time I see it, well, I'll ask him for that. Next up, Houston. <laughs> next, time we, <laughs> next time we just see him around town. Yeah, I know, like like that happens all the time. All the time right? like, hey, Jared, what's up? You making dinner now? I got 110 mil? I was saying, Houston, we have a problem. Now, I'm just going to tell you what the Houston Texans did, and I'm going to give you my little piece, and then I will leave it at that. They trade one of their best defensive ends, Jadavian Conley, to the Seattle Seahawks, and basically, in essence, get nothing in return. They get a third-round pick, Barcavius Mingo and Jacob Martin, neither of which are impact players. They're not at the level of a clown. I'd go as far as say, in a year or two, these guys aren't with the team anymore. So they're, in essence, getting a third-round pick for a guy that was a first-round talent. And then if that isn't crazy enough, Steve, just when you think, yeah, man, that clowny move was weird because he's going to – look, even if he just plays for the one year, signs the franchise tag for Seattle Seahawks, and then he leaves, the Seahawks are going to get the compensatory pick of a third round. So they didn't lose anything. They got the services of clowny for a year. They'll get their compensatory pick, a third rounder, which is what they gave up. So it's like they get Clowney for free. And hopefully they can sign him to a long-term deal. But even if that wasn't enough, the Houston Texans didn't make a trade with the Miami Dolphins and got hoodwinked. They got bamboozled by the Dolphins who are in full-on 100% tank mode, tanking for Tua or whatever they want to call it. I don't know Tua's the answer for that organization, but they're tanking. And they send their best player on offense right now, who is their left tackle, Laramie Tunsil. Okay? They ship him to Houston. And look, I'm going to give it to Houston. They need a left tackle. They cannot afford Deshaun Watson to get beat up and get hit like he did last year. Okay? So they needed a left tackle. But they gave up two first-round picks. Not one, but two. And if that wasn't enough, they threw in a second rounder, two first rounders, a second rounder, and they sent special teamer Johnson Batsmoe to Miami. So that's three picks and a special team guy. And in return, they got Laramie Tunsil, which they need, and a first round pick. Now, this reminded me a lot of Draft Day, the movie with Kevin Costner. And, and, and the one general manager calls the other one, and the owner of the team is there with the general manager. He says, who is it? And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's Kevin Costner. It's the, the, the GM of the Browns. And he's like, fleece him. That's exactly what happened. I see that situation. Like the GM is sitting there with all his power players, and they're like, huh, huh, the Texans are calling. And they're like, fleece him. I mean, because they gave – look. You need a left tackle. I get it. Deshaun Watson is your man. He is the face of the franchise. But you gave away two first-round picks and a second-round pick and a special teamer for one guy. That's great. That, that what? Yeah. But I don't know if he's – I don't know if he's the you, – you do that for a guy you're going to bring in who's the maker – break of your team i'm sorry i'm sorry houston a left tackle is not the break or make of this football team i don't think he decides whether you go guys go deep in the playoffs or not maybe i'm wrong but this jadavian Clowney and this laramie tunsil trades that houston did this this is going to be tied for them for the next three four five years and if this doesn't work out, it's new regime time. Look, Houston's going with no GM, right? They're letting yep. the they're letting the head coach do his thing. It was a head scratcher. 
Well, and, and while you were talking here, I'm I'm, I'm digging through salary cap, cap trackers, trying to figure out is is there a money aspect here that that Houston needed to dump something. They've got this is a seven million dollar dead cap hit. Yeah, they're basically paying the majority of Clowney's money. Right, and uh, they, like they didn't get any room for it. They it, it didn't give them any room to go out and find other players if for if if that's what their intention was. They so, so wh- once again, why are they dumping him? They know something we don't know. Maybe well I, yeah. about Clowney's health because he has been injured. Sure, but they obviously were willing to take that hit and not have him sign his franchise tender because he was he was getting ready to sign that franchise tag tender to play for them. Um I just think it's I think it's I think it's weird on two fronts. I think it's weird that one Houston was willing to give up so much and for one player for a left tackle and not get anything in return for Clowney. That's the thing. That's fishy and it smells odd and it looks odd and it looks weird. And the thing, and, with, and so I, with, I have to agree with you. That there's something there that we don't know about yeah. yet, because because yeah. Seattle wouldn't have gone after him. I mean, Seattle can't be sitting back there saying we're the smartest guys ever. Look right. what little we gave up to get. No, that, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Real quickly, just I'm just going to touch on this. Uh, Ezekiel flew back to Dallas. Sources say that they're close to making a deal. As of right now, I just looked. There's still no deal, but it's coming. And, Steve, you're going to get messed up because he will play week one against the Giants. Okay, I know you snaked Tony Pollard from the guy who took Zeke Elliott in the first round. You snaked him a, a round or two a little early. A little early, but that was that was uh, a, so a, now a hard I hope play. He now I hope he doesn't play at all for you. Oh, he's going to play some. One more thing since we're talking about Zeke. Melvin Gordon, the Los Angeles Chargers have given Melvin Gordon permission for him and his agent to seek a trade with other teams. But you know who's tired of it and can't hear no more of it? Our coach. Head yes. coach Anthony Lynn. He said, my concern right now is on Indianapolis. We've talked about that, meaning the Melvin Gordon not being in camp, for a long time. I'm just ready to move on. We're playing games. Because games start, people, right now in just – 48 hours. Steve and I are going to be sitting, eating some brats. Some bratwurst, some good Wisconsin tailgate. But not the cheese kind. Not the cheese kind. Can I bring some of the cheese kind? If you want to. I don't know if I can find any. You're not going to find any out here. What am I? (laughs) Oh, you can find them. Yeah, I probably could. Uh, But anyways, we're going to be watching the game Thursday night. And let's start with that NFL Rants and Raves pick-em segment. We'll start for Thursday night, September 5th. Thursday night football as the Green Bay Packers travel to Chicago to face the Bears. <laughs> All right, Steve. So I'm a little concerned that we agree on a lot of games. I was sort of kind of hoping week one we would be all over the place. And the only one that's all over the place is Lady Edith. Lady Edith is has some real <laughs> outside the lines Outside the box thinking happening here. We'll get to we'll get to some of those. I was sort of kind of hoping she would improve on her forty six point three percent from last season. Um, it's still uh, early. We'll it see. Is, we'll it see. is. It is. Um, so here we go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers improved defense. New head coach. Bunch of wide receivers we don't know outside of Devontae Adams. Uh, banged up Jimmy Graham. Is that going to be enough for the Green Bay Packers to go into Chicago and defeat the team that won the division last year? So in the last day or so, Lafleur came out with a comment that somebody asked Lafleur about Rodgers' freedom to adapt at the line. Right. And he essentially came out and said he can do whatever he needs to, which I don't know how he would say anything other than that. I mean, right. you're not going to go into the first game and say, well, your quarterback can only play the – the call coming in he's from the gonna, sideline. He better he, run the play. I call yeah, for He it. cannot adapt to the defense he sees across the field. So uh, not a surprise there. But it, it really comes down to which Bears offense is going to show up in this game. Okay. Because I think the, the Packers offense, uh, they've got some talent. They've got some weapons. Is it going to click? I don't know. But it's that Bears defense that scares me. So I'm not expecting a whole lot of offense out of the Packers. The defense is apparently new and improved. 
I have yet to see it. So once we see it Thursday night, we'll know for sure. So it really comes back down to the Bears offense. So the over under is at 46 and a half. Are you saying under? Because we should I, see a I lot of I think it's defense. going under. Yeah. 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 I like the under in this game as well. But I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. I know it's early in the season. Um, one, there are some changes in the Bears offense that, that I'm just not quite sure with. Got to see what this young running back has. Um, Jordan Howard got shipped off to Philly now. And I still don't trust Mitch Trubisky 110% yet. Uh, I got to see more. He has his flashes. Yeah, but he has flashes in the negative direction as well. So that's what we got to see. And all I keep hearing from it, look, I think I read six different articles today all touting the Green Bay defense. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it because you didn't see any of it. Once again, don't make me start on the preseason again. Nobody saw anything in the preseason. So literally week one this year is the first time in a long time I was like, well, I don't know anything about anybody. Because there are probably – nobody played offense. Yeah. Nobody played their first string. I, I know of, you know, a handful three or there, four yeah. teams that I just – because I know the pieces they have in place and I know how they've played together. And, you know, for that three – for that for that one series that they marched down the field and scored a touchdown, they look pretty good. They look like they were gelling and, and everyone was having a good time. I know about those teams. rest of the league – it's it's something like literally I don't think the Bears played a starter for more than thirty seconds, so and that's a game playing time, of, of right? course, yes, <laughs> not not TV not real time, yeah. thirty seconds, but a game playing time. 30, I mean, a minute, give me a minute of something to something. So we're gonna find out, and but I'm I'm sticking to the Packers. I'm gonna go with the defense. I know it's the road. I know it's Thursday night. Look, Thursday night football. I usually take the home team. But not this time because it's the starter. Both teams are fresh. I think Green Bay comes and gets the win. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I am not comfortable with this as a Packer fan that they're going to win. But I, I do. I'm, I'm with you. I just something about Aaron Rodgers, the Chicago Bears, first game of the season, Thursday Night Football. He beat him on one leg last year. Yeah, but this is where Aaron shines, yeah. right? This is this is where he has always kind of shown. Th- this is why everybody sees him as an above-average elite player. When or if you look at his stats over the last couple of years, he's kind of an average quarterback, right? So but on pr- during prime time, during prime time, when every on all eyes are on him, this is when he seems to shine. Note to Aaron, though, you need to shave that thing that you yeah, got that caterpillar no. on your lip or whatever, because that that's got no. to go. That's got to go. All right. Uh, Lady Edith, of course, lo and behold. Surprise, surprise, Packers. yes. Surprise, surprise. Uh, she has yet to not pick the Packers. Correct. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to Sunday. We'll all be in Las Vegas. Anybody is in Las Vegas this weekend for the first week of the football season, shoot me a, an email or something because I'm going to be partying all weekend long, not just for the start of the football season, but uh, a significant birthday. A significant birthday, which will go unnamed. Yes. Just use your imagination. He's 25 <laughs> years young. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. First game of the morning, the Los Angeles Rams travel to Carolina to face the Panthers. <laughs> All right. Look, um, dude's got his money, man. That's Now you got to go. Now you got to go show me why you're worth more than any other player in the league. Because that's. Look, there's two things that happen here. You now have to take some onus in, hey, I just I'm the richest player in the league. And two, you get a target. Everybody now wants to come to the piece of the yeah, highest play parent. You were league. already a target. Right. Now you're now you're a hundred and <laughs> hundred and ten guaranteed yeah. target. Yeah, exactly. Look, the Carolina Panthers are in a kind of like a this is like a make or break window closing kind of a season where like hey you got the, some pieces good pieces in place you got to use them now or else it might be done yeah you don't know how much longer you've got cam um the rams are favored by two and a half i like them to win by all they gotta do is win by a field goal i like that uh, i'm taking the rams in this one i just don't think carolina is gonna have enough defense 
to to stop the Rams offense. This is a tough one because you got the Rams coming to Carolina for a noon yep. or one one o'clock kickoff early game, so which would be ten a.m. body time for these guys. I, but it's first week of the season. Everybody's it's, fresh. They're not tired. They're not. So I, I, I this is kind of one of those. Until I see a falter, a fault in the Rams, I think they're going to win this one. All right, so we both have the Rams. Lady Eve, however, she likes the Carolina Panthers at home. Moving on to Cleveland with the Cleveland Browns hosting the Tennessee Titans. Look, I may not be driving the bandwagon. I may not even be shotgun in the passenger seat. But I'm on the bandwagon somewhere. You, you even might be on the first row or two. I mean, you, you're, yeah, not, you're I, not toward the back of I'm this bus. I'm not toward the back, but I, I'm, on the, I'm on the – I'm not driving it. But I'm in the – yeah, I'm in that first or second row there. I like the Cleveland Browns. I think they're going to start hot. Look, remember that – I don't know if you, if you ever saw this last year or not. First week of the season, they tied. Remember that horrible I, I game? I do remember the tie, yeah. I had Cleveland. You had Pittsburgh, and we started off – with a big old, that was actually the challenge game. Right? It was, yes, and it, that that led to a few rants over the season, <laughs> and continues to be a sore spot. If yes. we've ever, if, if either one of us mentioned a tie, yeah, yeah. It's, it's no, we don't good. even need a tie in the scoreboard. We just need to mention the word tie, and we get set off. And I remember this thing that ESPN, ESPN was so cruel to the Browns. They didn't even let them enjoy that little victory. They put O O one. This is the best record Cleveland has had to start a season since 2004 or some whatever the year was. I was like, come on. Man, they just played their hearts out. They lost because the kicker couldn't make a stupid field goal. They took them to overtime and they tied the Pittsburgh Steelers, who everybody said was going to run away with the division. Give them a little bit of props. No more. They get a straight-up win. This is going to be the best Start of the season that the Cleveland Browns have had since whenever since that year was, whatever it was, because yeah. that's going to be one and zero. I don't care how Tennessee time comes in. As much as I like Mariota as a collegiate player, I saw him play a couple of games live. I like all of the flashes that he has. It just really hasn't translated to the NFL. And whatever it is about Tennessee. They just don't have it. I don't think it's their year, and I think Cleveland is gonna. They're gonna come out big. Yeah. Well, this is this is Cleveland's first game, their home opener. They've got more. They've got more enthusiasm this year than they did last year, and last year they had a lot. Right. And I'm on record with Tennessee. I I think they're taking a step back from that 800 record. I I just don't. I'm with you. They don't. Something's not clicking. Something's not gelling there. They're on the the. They're falling back. So, so yeah, I've got the Browns here as well. All right, we both have the Cleveland Browns. Lady Edith once again Going shuns against us, us yep. and takes the Tennessee Titans. All right, we'll move on. Third morning game, the Kansas City Chiefs. 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 There we the go. The Chiefs. The Ca- Remember the chef's great ugly moogly. Remember <laughs> that commercial, the Snickers? Uh, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Jacksonville to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars, not Jaguars. I know. I know, people. Relax. It's the first week. We're getting into it. Look, I'm all in. Now, if there's a a bandwagon that I am driving, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, right? I'm on that bandwagon. I'm pretty sure two weeks ago you got offended when I said they were going to take a step back from their 12 or 13 wins to only win 10 or 11, (laughs) right? I, I did. I was offended at that. You are crazy. You are crazy, man. Look, I, I think the, the same thing could say be said of the Chiefs as, as of the Rams. Will teams have enough film on them from last year to be able to slow down their offenses? If, if some defensive coordinator has found out a way to slow down those offenses, it's going to be great. But if they haven't, they're going to roll. They're, I, these guys are going to score, you know, 35-plus points every week. And I think they start here. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be awful. I am sorry, Jaguars fans. I know we've got some good fans in the Jaguar area. we got some naval captains who listen to the show who love their Jags. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be awful, and they're going to find out real quick 
Nick Foles is not the answer. Kansas City wins by double digits. I completely agree. I mean, the line right now is uh, the over-under is hovering around 52. Yep. I think 45 of those are going to come from the Kansas City side. <laughs> from the Chiefs, yes. Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead, and, and since we're here, and, you know, we're always pressed for time on the show, I'm going to give you my luck right now, Steve. And it is the Kansas City Chiefs. You can get them right now. At, in some places, you can get them at minus three. The official line is minus three and a half. The Jaguars are going to get crushed. It's not going to be close. 75% of the money right now is going on the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a no-brainer. Bet the Chiefs. Give the three points. It's an easy week one because they will win by double digits. The Jaguars are just not that good this year. Uh, so there you go. Lock of the week. Chiefs minus three and a half. All right. Uh, Lady Edith, uh, however, has once again gone I against kind the two of us. I almost us. kind of want to change this for her just to help her out a little bit. <laughs> There are other, pick, that. There are other that. picks that I would change before this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lady Edith with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Moving on, the Baltimore Ravens travel to Miami to face the Miami tanking for two Dolphins. <laughs> Can that be their official name for this entire season? The Miami Tanks? The Miami Tanking for uh, Tua Dolphins. Th there we go. Yes. Or Miami Tanks. That works. The Miami Tanks. The Miami Tanks sounds a little too much like military tanks, <laughs> yeah, that's, not it's, fish. It's the Miami, the Miami Tanks. The Miami Fish Bowls. <laughs> oh, we can even go. Like we used to do the Detroit well, Lions. We might see the Miami blah, 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 blah. Guppies. <laughs> the Guppies. Should we call them the Guppies? I don't know. There's no Guppy. But we'll, Guppies. We'll work on this. We will. Uh, look. <laughs> With our luck, they're going to win. But. <laughs> I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think we learned that last year. We had a lot of fun with him. He started the season 3-0 with Tampa Bay, and everything was great, and Fitz magic, and he wore the Deshaun Jackson's jacket and the sunglasses, and he was just having a ball. But that's not your franchise quarterback. That's not your future. He's in for a year, maybe two. Um, I don't like any of the pieces that they put around him. His offensive line just got worse in the trade where they sent Laramie Tunzel to Houston. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for them to run. It's going to be tough for them to throw. And I really don't think what they've got defensively is going to be able to stop a whole lot of people. And as much as I don't think the Baltimore Ravens are going to do much through the whole season, they got this game in the backs that Lamar Jackson will take care of by himself. Yep. I, nothing I can add there. I agree completely. All right. <laughs> Lady Edith, of course – Says Miami's going to win. She's like, has she agreed? Okay, outside of the Packers, which she'll always agree there. she agreed on anything else yet? No, right? Wow, this is going to be very you're, you're assuming that we're both going to take the Packers every week. We, we're going to look really bad. If she looks good, we're if in trouble. If she looks good, yeah. we're in trouble. By, by 3 o'clock on Eastern time on uh, <laughs> Sunday, we're going to be in trouble we'll if we know. get to this point. We'll know. All right. The Atlanta Falcons travel a little north to face the Minnesota Vikings. Now, this one for me is probably the toughest game of the week to pick. I could go either way. I could take either of these teams. Um, I see Minnesota winning the game. I see Atlanta winning the game. Literally, 52% of the money's coming in Atlanta. Only 48% on Minnesota. I mean, it's... It's really close. I, I The Vikings are favored by four. That line seems, I don't know, I just. It's an odd line. It is. It's a very odd line. Atlanta really hasn't done anything too spectacular on either side of the ball. But on a good day, Matt Ryan and starts throwing the ball all over the field. That's a pretty tough team to stop. Minnesota's defense is taking a step back. I think their offense is going to be with it. They got healthy Delvin Cook again. He's going to be running the football. I'm actually going to take the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go uh, against the people on this one. I take Minnesota uh, only because they're at home. I think this in Atlanta, I probably go with the Falcons. But in Minnesota, having experienced that live now for myself and seeing the craziness of the the purple rain and the skull chance that scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, I'm going to say Minnesota gets the win at home to start the season. Yeah, I don't uh, – Atlanta is 
I, I still don't feel very comfortable that I know what Atlanta is going to be. So I, I'm with you that, that any given Sunday, Ryan and the crew could, could just put up 40 points, but they can lay a goose egg just as easily. Right. And, and I just, I, I'm from what it's kind of a gut feeling from what I'm seeing and reading. I think they're taking a step back. So I think they're going to be more likely to have that goose egg. So I'm going with Minnesota. Just, I don't have confidence in Minnesota to, to be a, a great team uh, up against some of the other teams that are going to be playing later on in the season. But I don't think, I don't think in this case uh, that Atlanta is going to be enough of a challenge for them to worry. So I think Minnesota does win this. I think they probably cover that four. Yep. And look, Lady Edith finally agrees. She yes. says the Minnesota Vikings as well. So all three, all across the board. Next up, the Buffalo Bills travel to New York. Wait, how can they travel to New York? Aren't they in New York already? Uh, that that would be New York, <laughs> New York. <laughs> From Buffalo, New York. Yes. <laughs> All right. The Buffalo for, Bills For those travel, of us geographically let's challenged. Just say, let's just say the Buffalo Bills travel down south just a little bit in their own state to face the New York Jets. <laughs> yeah, I already started to get emails from some Bills fans like, Stephen, how could you? You used to be uh, on our side. I just can't anymore. Um. At, really, at some point, the hope dies. It does, and it did for me. I really thought the Bills were going to be the team to unseat the evil empire, but I just don't see it. I don't feel it. I think their defense is going to be pretty good. Offensively, the Josh Allen era needs to come with a bang somehow. They got to show me something that that just makes them look like a team that we want to cheer on again. At home in New York, I think the Le'Veon Bell uh, train is going to kick off here for the Jets, and I think he's going to have a big game against Buffalo. He's he's fresh. The dude hasn't played football in a year, so his legs are fresh. I say he runs all over Buffalo, and I think the Jets win this game uh, with no problems. Yeah, Buffalo is one of these weird teams where you just I I don't see them pulling the revenue in to really be able to keep good players for long right. or to put multiple player, good players together to, to really challenge anybody. They'll have some good players come through the program. I mean, New Era Field, always funny to listen, New Era Field was built in 73. The Which field are we talking about there? The Buffalo Field. The, the so I'm just talking about income, yeah. revenue, yeah, team yeah, yeah. revenue, okay. what yeah, they're able to spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an older stadium and probably not one of those areas of the country that they're going to find – investors or, or anybody really interested in to putting put a lot of money. I mean, they're, yep. they're not going to have a, a brand-new glitzy stadium like the Rams and sort of the Chargers are putting up in here. Pseudo Chargers. Yeah. They're, you know, they're just hanging around. They're not really yeah. paying for it. The renters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the renters. So yeah. I just – yeah, I, I think the Jets have enough talent that they put out there. It's going to be – they've got some, some young talent. They've got some new talent brought in from, you know, across the, the state. Yep. So it'll be an interesting, uh, be an interesting season for them. I kind of would like to see the Jets do well this season. So we'll we'll see. But I th- I got the Jets here. Well, and I think that I think the Jets will do better than the Bills this season. So that's uh, that's the start. Uh, we both like the Jets, and Lady Edith is on our side as well with the New York Jets. The final morning game on Sunday, the Washington Redskins travel to Philadelphia. To face the Eagles. I hate both of these teams. And hate's a, it's a strong word. So it's I a strong word. Yeah. Okay. I dislike heavily. I prefer not to root for these teams whenever I can. There you go. So what I am rooting for here is. Don't say it. A loss for both teams. Okay, that works. <laughs> a non-winning record. Yeah, a, half, a half a loss for both teams. How about that? Because that's what it would amount to. Um, look, uh, the Washington Redskins, are they are going to be at the bottom. They are the cellar dwellers of the NFC East this season, just virtue of what everything I've seen from the other three teams. Philadelphia is going to win this game. Um, uh, I don't. Think it's I don't think they're going to win by ten. I mean the this line I think is a little crazy they, just because they could in the division. Well, yeah, sure they could, but look, it's a divisional game. These teams hate each other. 
whenever the NFC East faces off against each other, it's typically, unless someone just, like, has one of those games where everything goes right and they blow the other team out of the water, the games are usually close. It's definitely within 10 points. Um, they're in, in the so With some of the senior citizens the Redskins are putting out on the field. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, now is when th- now is when they'll get the production out of these guys, versus week fourteen, fifteen, right. sixteen when they're not going to be able to get that same production out of them. So they actually okay. It can be, it very can quickly, be. I've turned to this could be closer than yeah. than the line. Uh, ten is is too many points. Um, but we both have Philadelphia winning the football game. Of course, yes. yes. And Lady Edith joins us as well. That rounds up the morning games for week one. Starting in the afternoon where the Andrew Luckless Indianapolis Colts travel to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. (laughs) Did you see how that just went in with ease? It did. They travel where? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I'm I'm proud of you. Where Anthony Lynn is tired of Melvin Gordon. They'll have Austin Eckler as their running back. They're going to run the football. They're going to do what they need to do to win this game. Now, the crazy thing is 72% of the money is coming on the Chargers to cover a touchdown. A touchdown over the Colts. We're going to find out pretty quickly what we have with the Colts. What we have with those Colts. I think we're going to find out pretty quickly what we got with the Chargers, too. I know they're saying we're going to we're gonna run with the people that we got here, and Austin Eckler's the guy, and it's going to be great. But, Steve, it, I mean, you got at some point you got to show, you got to see what you got, right? I, I've got confidence the Chargers are the real thing. Okay. So I, I don't think I – personally, I don't right now have questions on whether or not the Chargers are going to be good this season. I think they're I think they're – you truly believe they're going to be good, and that's that. I I do. Yep. Yeah, okay. Now again, talk to me in two weeks. We'll see if they've if they've followed through with that. But I, I don't I don't have as many questions about the Chargers as I do about the Colts. All right. I mean, the Colts historically live and die on on Andrew Luck. He's out of the picture. Do they really have the right guy to to pick up where Luck left off and keep this team? Maybe not where Luck was had it, but close. Yeah. I think defensively the Colts are still going to be pretty good. I just I really don't know what they look. Andrew Luck ran around a lot uh, last year to make plays with his legs, and Jacoby Brissett is that kind of a mobile quarterback as well. He can get out of the pocket and extend plays with his legs to make some of those plays. I just don't know if he's got the same arm and can do it as consistently as Andrew Luck did, or, or the same experience to know when to pull the trigger and when to when to hold it, when right. to take the sack rather than try to make something happen. So I got the Chargers. I definitely liked this line a long time ago when it was three and a half. Still kind of leaning towards it at six and a half. Um, but, yeah, the Chargers to win by a touchdown, that, that that's going to happen. I got the Chargers. You got the Chargers. And Lady Edith has the Chargers. We'll move on to the Pacific Northwest where the Seattle Seahawks host the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) This is another big line. Seattle minus nine and a half. Um, I like Seattle to win the game. I don't like this line. I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't wouldn't wager on it. Um, Just because Cincinnati really that bad. I mean, I know they're missing A.J. Green, but they still have some viable weapons for Andy Dalton to throw the football to. But I it's Andy Dalton. It is Andy Dalton. Yes. All right. So th- this is the ch- and then and then on top of it, they're coming into Seattle. They're on the road, hostile environment. At home, uh, completely different story. Right. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I got Seattle to win. They're going to win this football game. I, I think you know, it was a shrewd move with the Jadavian Clowney move on the defensive side of the ball. Improves their defense obviously tremendously. Um, they get at the quarterback now, and at the end of the day, Russell Wilson's still Russell Wilson. He'll still find Tyler Lockett. I don't know how he does it. He pulls rabbits out of hats. Uh, I've got Seattle to take care of business and win at home. I'm, I'm with you. I've got Seattle taking care of it. I, I, I think I have a little bit more confidence they're going to cover that line. But Lady Edith is taking the Cincinnati Bengals. She's against us in this one. But she is wrong because I am going to give you my 
pick for uh, Survivor Pool. Just so you know, I am taking the Seattle Seahawks this week, the week one. Get them out of the way at home early against a, a, a weaker team in the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, another afternoon game. The Detroit Lions come to Arizona to face the Cardinals. <laughs> 405 start. Um, and this is one of those games where I really have no idea what's going to happen on either side of the football. Arizona's going out with Kyler Murray. They're happy about it. He's their guy. Apparently, they haven't showed us anything in the preseason. Everything he was playing was just vanilla, vanilla stuff. I don't believe that for a second. But that's what they're saying. And uh, I'm excited to see what it is to mean to open up the playbook. On the other hand, you've got Matt Patricia, who's pretty good on defense. Uh, the Lions' big win last year was against the New England Patriots, the eventual Super Bowl champions. So I'm going to take Detroit on this one because I think they're going to do enough to stymie Kyler Murray and stuff that Arizona offense. And even if the Lions just score 13, 17 points, that might be enough to win this football game. I I don't disagree with most of what you've said other than the result. Yeah. If Arizona can keep Murray off the turf. That's a big if, though. It is a huge <laughs> if for a young quarterback to, yeah. to be able to make decisions quick enough. But I, if the offense is really something he's comfortable with and the offense is designed to get rid of that ball quickly, and, and to keep the pace high on that defense, I think they right. wear the defense out pretty quickly. It could be closed for a while, but if this is what the Cardinals staff says it is, which I don't believe yet, but I'm going to go with it, All right. I think Arizona pulls this out. You like the home team. I like the home team here. All right. Uh, there you go. And Lady Edith also likes the home team, and she is taking the Arizona Cardinals as well. I like Detroit. 60% of the money's coming in on the Lions to win by a field goal. The line is two and a half, minus two and a half Detroit right now. Um, another afternoon game. This is the big one. This is what I'll be focused on. The New York Giants coming to the great state of Texas to face the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, right off the bat, you got uh, Giants, Cowboys. And Redskins-Eagles, right there, four teams in the division all playing each other. Uh, that's that's pretty good. I don't think there's any other division where all four teams are playing against each other. Um, it's pretty cool. pretty cool start. Look, Zeke or no Zeke, the Giants just, because they continue to send him out there, I'll continue to say happy feet. And he even showed happy feet in the playoffs, and what has become so great in the Miranda household, whenever the Giants are playing, Emma comes out and says, have we seen sad Eli face yet? <laughs> Which inevitably, a sad Eli face happens after he throws a pick or he fumbles the ball or something bad happens on the offensive side of the ball. Which I think happens a lot. <laughs> yes, it does. And I think in this game, we're going to see two or three sad Eli faces. Cowboys defense is going to be the team. In the first half? <laughs> in the first half alone. I think that Cowboys defense is going to be legit. And like I said, with Tony Pollard or Zeke Elliott running the football, Dallas will be okay, and they get the win over the Giants. Yeah, I'm with you. I just I don't see, regardless of you know putting the quarterback questions aside coming out of New York, New York right now, I don't see that offensive line stopping Dallas. Yeah, you know, the thing, too, with, with the Giants is they're relying or putting all of this season on Saquon Barkley's shoulders. And, like, he's a great kid. He's a good running back. Outside of him, if a team comes and says, we're going to stop Saquon and you're not going to be able to get him the football, and they stop him, where's the weapon? Where I mean, you, you shipped off Odell Beckham Jr., so your wide receivers are – Lattimore and Sterling Shepard and a bunch of, you know, shepherds shepherding themselves. I have no idea. Uh, unless we see something surprising out of them, they'll run their routes adequately. Yeah. If they remember what play it's supposed to be. <laughs> Sorry, that's leading back on Packers of last season. Oh, but they'll run their man. routes act accurately, but as soon as they need to improvise because the play is broken down, 
they're just not going to be able to figure out what they need to do to get that opening for Eli or whoever is their Whoever's quarterback. The ball. All right, we both have the Cowboys, but Lady Edith decides to take on the New York Giants. Um, okay. Yeah, well. Okay, Lady Edith. Th- this is one where we're really questioning yeah. her, her decision-making right now. All right, the final. Definitely not questioning my three-year-old's decision-making. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of thought going into these games. The final afternoon game for Sunday, the San Francisco 49ers travel to Tampa to face the Buccaneers. <laughs> now, will this game, I mean, will the hurricane be all done and stuff? Are we, we going to yeah. be all right? Because we got the Jags. The Dolphins and the Bucks all playing at home. But by the time this game kicks off, the Hurricane will have already bounced off North Carolina. It's, it's already be, going. Yeah, it's, it's already going back gone. out to the sea. Okay, great. Because for whew. for all of you in in the Bahamas suffering from this, we our prayers are with you. Yes. We hope if you're listening to us, I hope that's good news that you weren't affected, uh, and and we hope that uh, recovery efforts can can take place there. Absolutely, that was uh that was pretty devastating. I mean, I won't even get to the madness of. It's a Category 5, and some people not knowing about that. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How is that How is that even possible? Anyways, uh, yeah, so everything is going to be good game-wise. Um, and I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe in Bruce Arians. When he talks, I listen. He says something, I'm going to shut up. I want to hear what the man's got to say when it comes to football because he's got a great, brilliant football mind. I think he has re-engaged James Winston. I think with the pieces that he has, with Mike Evans and Godwin uh, and Barber running the football, that offense is going to be much improved. But what's really going to be more improved is the defensive side of the ball. I think they get after the San Francisco 49ers. I think they get after Jimmy Garoppolo, and they get the win for Bruce Arians. I'm, I'm counting that Jimmy – and his brief appearance in the preseason is not what we're going to see out of him. I think there was a little rust on him. I think once he gets hit once or twice, yeah, there was a lot of rust on the guy. So I'm I'm going with the 49ers in this one simply because I think Garoppolo's got the experience to to make this happen. It's just whether or not there's too much rust on it. This is a game I'm very interested in watching because I just want to see what's going to happen and what both teams are going to bring to the table. I just think – Tampa Bay at home, they'll get it done. All right, we'll move on to the final game of Sunday, Sunday night football as the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to New England to face the New England Patriots, also known as the Evil Empire. All right, I was going to play the Evil Empire, Mark. It's too early. It's, we, we have to see them win a game before you can. <laughs> um, look, the Pittsburgh Steelers – you know, everybody is saying, oh, they're going to do more because they have less. Now, for reals, they're, you know, the, what, what everybody doesn't recall is that, yeah, last year they didn't have Le'Veon Bell, and James Conner fit in admirably, and he looked great. But they had Antonio Brown for the majority of the season, and he was a big part of that offense, a huge part of that offense, as a matter of fact. And we've been saying it all preseason here that with all the antics that he's been doing once you put AB on the field on the field he has one goal in mind and he executes better than anybody we've seen so as soon as you let him off the field different story but now you don't have Le'Veon Bell and that's okay because you know what you have in James Conner but you don't have AB now for the entire season and Juju Smith-Schuster has looked fantastic but is James Washington going to step up and fill the void? Because that's a lot of catches. I, I don't even have the numbers in front of me. I don't know how many catches Antonio Brown had. I'm sure if it wasn't over 100, it was close to 100. That's a lot of passes that need to be caught by somebody else. Because Juju Smith-Schuster still did what he did last year. So if he takes over A.B.'s role and gets the 100-plus catches in the season, who's now going to take – the, the Juju Smith-Schuster role. 104 catches. For A.B. But for A.B. last season. Um, that, that's a lot of balls that got to be caught. By who? Who's that going to be? 
Ben Roethlisberger's getting older. I'm not sure he's going to be as mobile as he has been in the past. And I don't really think the Pittsburgh Steelers did much to help that offensive line. I'm going to take the evil empire in this one. They're going to start out at home, Sunday night football. They do pretty good in prime time. I'm curious to see how Brady's going to look because the brother turned 43, right? So no spring chicken anymore. This is where we're going to see whether or not the talk of the Patriots taking a step back is true or if if the evil empire just keeps rolling. Just keeps rolling. Everybody, I, the, the Steelers can definitely put up a, a game, could be competitive in this. Yes. But I don't – at New England with – no no major questions or anything on the Patriots at the moment. It's really just are they going to continue to roll or not? I actually have a slight lean towards the Steelers, and the major- the, mo- the money coming in is a slight lean towards Pittsburgh. They're getting six and a half points. I mean, is the Patriots really going to win by a touchdown? I don't know. These games typically are played really close, and it's usually a field goal at the end that gets the job done. I'm kind of leaning Pittsburgh Steelers there. Uh, but straight-up winners, the New England Patriots should take care of business. You've got the Patriots, and Lady Edith is with also us, has the New England Patriots. All right, we'll move on to Monday, where week one has become a Monday doubleheader, and we'll start in New Orleans, the Big Easy, as the Houston Texans travel to New Orleans to face the Saints. I just I was going to question you've got the game times here. These are East Coast times, right? We're not stock, talking about the uh, Broncos Raiders game starting at 10:20 p.m. No, these are all East Coast times. I uh, I that, went to good. a site that for whatever reason doesn't understand I'm on the West Coast. Uh, that'll be fixed for next week. That's all right. <laughs> that'll be fixed for next I, week. I can do math. Yeah, you can. Just subtract 3. 7:20. So the Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints, this is going to be a good football game. Um, But at home, in New Orleans, season opener, home opener, Drew Brees, Mike Thomas, everybody got their money, everybody happy. Alvin Kamara, I think the offense is going to be too much. Look, the way you beat the Saints is you do not get into a fast pace, shoot them up, light of the scoreboard type game. If you get into one of those type games with them, you're going to lose. They just, that's how they like to play. Games the Saints lost last year, straight up, hit them in the mouth, punch them, keep it low scoring, you'll get away with a win. I don't think Houston has the defense to eliminate the Saints offense like that. And I also don't think that Houston has the offense to light it up enough to keep up with a high-scoring affair. I agree. Yep. I the the Saints. I'm sorry. The, the the Texans right now are on kind of a knife edge. They've got a couple injuries. They don't have a lot of depth. Should somebody go down, especially on that defense, one or two key players goes down, that defense is done. Right. So they are. They they could very easily repeat and and win the division or or make the playoffs as a wild card. They could also just as easily be in the cellar in the in the south. So yeah, I, that's. It. I I think it's it's safe to say that the Saints are going to come out swinging, right. throwing, passing, looking for that fast paced game. Yep. And I just don't think Houston has enough to keep up with them this week. All right, we both have the New Orleans Saints. Yet Lady Edith, all on her own again, taking the Houston Texans and the final game of Week One. Monday Night Football, the Oakland Raiders host the hated Denver Broncos. (laughs) Division rivals, two teams that do not like each other at all. Um, But look, the Denver Broncos, I think, are in that. They don't want to say, and they're not going to admit they're in rebuilding mode. But look, when you've settled for Joe Flacco as your quarterback for the next year or two, you're in rebuilding mode. Um, He's... They're just hiding a lot better than the Dolphins are. Yeah, they are hiding because they're making moves to try and help their team, as opposed where the Dolphins are making moves where you're like, you just got your best offensive lineman, you gave him away for, you know, yeah, you made a small ransom, and and now I think what the Dolphins they got what like 
six or seven picks over the next two years in the first two rounds. They got like six or seven picks. Can they do something with them? That's that's the that's the for me, that's always the tricky thing about picks. I got a guy who's proven, who's solid, but I know what I got. You gotta give me some picks, but eee. How many don't work out? How many do, right? So Exactly. Um, but okay. The Oakland Raiders, I'm I kinda like was chasing after the bandwagon to get on it, but it, it I just couldn't never catch it. So I'm still kind of chasing a little bit. I'm still, but I may be like, I may like be giving up on trying to catch it now. I don't know if I want to jump on it anymore. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna work my desire here. I mean, this is this is obviously the hard knocks coming out. That yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sitting at the bus stop waiting for it to pull up, and as it's coming up, I'm trying to decide whether I want to get on or not. I just don't know yet. It hasn't passed me by yet, but I just don't know that I can say I want to get on here's the crazy thing about this line they started as two and a half point favorites that's what the line opened at they're now one point dogs at home now i if if you're smart better you know what that means there's a lot of money coming in on denver (laughs) but i like the oakland raiders to win this game i just i don't know if it's the effects of hard knocks and me watching every tuesday um I really do think offensively there's something special there. I think defense, they got what it takes to compete. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they're definitely going to be in a lot of football games because of that defense. And I just don't like anything the Denver Broncos got to bring. So I'm taking Oakland Raiders to start the season with 1-0. Yeah, I'm with you completely on, on all points. All right, so we both have the Oakland Raiders. Of course, Lady Edith just – one more time, she's taking the Denver Broncos. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping here. While you think there's two games we differ on, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I mean, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers while you have the San Francisco 49ers, and you have the Arizona Cardinals while I have the Detroit Lions. I won the challenge game last night. I haven't really thought of a punishment yet for you, Steve. You keep thinking. I'll think about that. But in the meantime, you go first. You get to pick one of those two games to be your challenge game. Um, Fantasy footballs are all signed up. All the drafts happen. Uh, Everyone's got their teams. We're ready to go. Make sure you have your lineup set before Thursday, especially if you have Packers or Bear players that are on your team. Survivor pool closes tomorrow at midnight. This is Wednesday, the that fifth, fourth, the fourth. Tomorrow, Wednesday, the fourth at midnight Pacific time. I'll close the signups for Survivor Pool. I don't want to be working hard Thursday trying to get everybody in and approved before Thursday night football kicks off. I might let it go till Thursday morning. We'll see. Just try to get get your sign up in there. Get it get it up. There's a lot of you have come in. I think right now we we're uh, starting to push uh, sixty or seventy. Uh, entries, which is pretty good, which is building up the pot for anybody who uh, wants to play still. Uh, go out to the website, nflrnr.com. There's a link on the right-hand side for you to join up. And finally, we do our pick on all these picks that we're making. We do them on the website. Um, if you want, also go to our website, nflrnr.com. There's also a link on the left-hand side to play in our pool, and they'll take you to uh, the hosting site that is running our pick'ems page. Uh, last year, Steve and I did pretty good. We're near the top. Did okay. Yep. I plan on winning this year. So I, what I do you plan, think? I plan on doing better. Is that better? Okay, yes. that's good. Um, so challenge game. It's time to start week one. All right, I I'm going all in on the unknown air raid offense. Air raid of the Arizona Cardinals. All right, yep. challenge game right here. Steve is putting it down. He's taking Arizona at home while I'm taking the Detroit Lions on the road. Come on, Matt Patricia. Don't let me down with that defense of yours. Make sure you take care of business. Folks, that's it. The first week of the season is here. It is upon us. That is all of our picks. Remember, Kansas City minus 3.5 is my lock of the week. If you're in other countries or 
states now in the United States that allow you to wager on such things. And uh, Seattle Seahawks, I'm liking as my survivor pick, uh, if any of you need advice on that. That's all the time we have. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And you've been listening to NFL Rants and Raves. We're out.